The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. Get ready now, go don't you? Well, welcome once again. Thank you there, Elvis. Welcome to Dunn's Deal. And we're going to be dealing the cards. And like I said before, I deal them fairly, just like Wyatt Earp there in Tombstone. But, you know, I've got to start with my intro. Joe Biden is not the president. He's the thief in chief, the pretender to the throne. Donald J. Trump is the real president. And he's just waiting his turn. He's just waiting, just like uh, Andrew Jackson, you know, the, the seventh president. He, he got ripped off by John Adams. He had to wait four years. I bet you Trump doesn't have to wait four years, especially if the economy really tanks and there's stuff going on in the Ukraine right now. But, oh, I've got uh, something to add to that. And it, it kind of goes into my first article here. I got censored by YouTube because I keep on talking about how Joe Biden is not the president. <laughs> that Donald J. Trump is. I, I guess I doubt the election, that it was <laughs> fair, fair and square. How dare I doubt that? I mean, just kind of like uh, Hillary Clinton doubted uh, the election of 2016. But YouTube gave me a strike for, for doubting the election. I was going on YouTube, I was uploading, uh, I I think it was last week's show. I've been putting it on, uh, you know, uploading it to to YouTube and then putting it on my website, um, uh, tuso.org. I'm building a nice little website over there, but I have to upload through YouTube so that I can, you know, take the the, uh, URL thing and put that on my website. Anyhow, YouTube doesn't like my attitude about the um, the election, and they gave me a strike. That didn't stop me from posting my whole last show. Anyhow, which of course starts out with my introduction about how Joe Biden is not the real president. So, but that means I'll have two strikes, and now everyone knows three strikes and you're out. And at this point in time, I need YouTube. I, I, if anyone can call and suggest another place to, um, you know, to to post a video to, so that you can get that URL and you know place that all around uh, on on the internet, uh, give me a call and let me know. But I've got to use YouTube right now. Now, this is what YouTube said. YouTube, this is the article says, YouTube, the world's dominant video sharing platform, has already removed over one million videos for violating its strict and controversial misinformation rules. But in a new announcement, the tech giant has revealed that it's going to be even stricter and suppressing new misinformation preemptively before it has a chance to gain traction. (laughs) Okay, so I came up with an idea. Okay, how am I going to stay on YouTube and post my my videos to uh, Tuso.org, my website? And not get booted. And I, I came up with a great idea. Oh, someone answered my question already? Okay, I'll put the great idea off for a minute. Let's see. Go ahead, caller. What's on your mind? James, what's up, brother? 
Uh, I haven't even gotten anywhere and you're already calling. Do you have an answer for my question? You canceled yet. That's because you're doing good work. Uh, They haven't canceled me yet. I just got uh, one strike. I'm sure I'll have two strikes. (laughs) And they'll have a heart attack when they they see I did it again. Hey, there's a bit shoot. Bit you heard that shoot. one? Yes, I've heard of it. I didn't know that it was a, uh, a, a hosting platform. I think it is. And there's also, I, I think there's Gab.com, G-A-B. I just signed up on Gab, but I don't see how to uh, upload the the videos uh, there. That was BitChute. I've seen some videos up on Gab already, and, and BitChute, I've seen some. I think you'll be able to upload some to uh, to both of those. Okay. Hey James, you weren't I, kidding about that about that Sam Britton guy. I thought you was exaggerating a little bit. Sam you were being Britton. a little kind. I I don't remember <laughs> Sam Britton. Huh? Remember the nuclear waste guy? The nuclear waste. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That Biden just appointed. Oh yes, yeah. I know. Doesn't it seem you like something kind straight of out of some of the stuff Sar- that's out there? Saturday Night Live. I mean, you. Twenty years ago, that would have been a Saturday Night Live skit. It's so, it's so, so, would, so would Rachel Levine, you know? I know, huh? But now we got we got the uh, freaks are running the show in the Biden administration. That's in that, that circus. That's why I think we are we are in for a tragic, uh, not tragic, but massive fall somehow, some way. Dude, other nations must be looking at us and, and just. Soiling themselves, laughing. Oh, China and well, not Russia so much, but uh, I'll, I'll get into more of that later. What do you think of this uh, Russian situation? <laughs> Putin think, is um, doing his best not to not to go for the bait. Do you know who Victoria Newland is? Yes, yeah, she's she was uh, the undersecretary of state when Hillary was in in the Biden administration, and she's back in. I mean, in the Obama administration, and yeah. she somehow. Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs in the Biden administration. And then remember that leaked phone call where she talks about who the U.S. wants to install in Ukraine, then the guy gets put in Ukraine? Yeah. Nobody's talking about this, and that's valuable news that we should be hearing on these news outlets. Uh, but there, there is, Ukraine is so, so dirty. And uh, uh, there, there is... Uh, I just started reading this article um, from uh, the Britannica, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica, and there is so much dirt. I mean, Ukraine is so corrupt. You know, it's ridiculous, and we're going there to protect democracy in Ukraine. It seems like so many governments today. Maybe they're just little Klaus Schwab's. He's, he's bragged about how many people he's put in to governments. Yeah, well, Ukraine has, hasn't had a stable government since the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, you know, so, but we're going to go there. We're going to spend blood and treasure to go and save uh, democracy for the Ukrainians who, who can't crazy get times. democracy right themselves. <laughs> I know, huh? These are crazy times. How about um, Trudeau's minister saying that? He's going to freeze bank accounts of people that donate to the Freedom Convoy. Uh, that's that's terroristic. That's, he's a tyrant. He's just a little smiley boy, pretty boy tyrant. Um, I hope that uh, the Canadians stand up and come, you know, come to Ottawa in mass. You know, they're getting ready to do a massive gun confiscation in Canada too. They've already they're done that, in, haven't they? I mean, they're, they're, they're doing it in steps, and they said, "Oh well, we, if you don't, the people that don't turn them in, we might have to get a little bit crazy with them." So, I hope the people of Canada just realize that once you lose your freedom to have those weapons, they're going to do whatever they want with you. I didn't they know use that. It as a guise that I you'll didn't be think that Canada had a strong um, uh, gun culture. They, they I mean, it, up it, north they they do. Because you're still hunting, and you have to, you have to, uh-huh. hunt, you have to fight off uh, the polar bears. The further north you go, <laughs> you need some. But Trudeau wants to totally eliminate it. He wants to completely eliminate it because of some shooting that happened in, I think, Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah, and he's taking away freedom of speech, and he's taking away uh, their money. I mean, he's just taking everything. He's becoming just a smiley boy tyrant. You know, it's, it's true, it, man. It's no longer Achtoon, you know, guy with a you know military uniform and a weird mustache. No, you've 
You've got pretty boy Floyd there. Oh, and he <laughs> talks softly, you know. But uh, Klaus Schwab carries a big stick. And uh, Two weeks to slow the spread to uh, get this jab or you lose your job to we'll freeze your accounts if you protest against us. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. We're, uh, unbelievable, man. Uh, wow. Yes. Crazy times we're living in, brother. Yes, it is. Quite crazy. All right, man. I'll, I'll let you get back to your show. <laughs> okay. Thank you much. All right. Peace. Peace. Okay, that was an early call. Uh, but anyhow, I've got this great idea for how I, I can avoid um, striking out completely on YouTube. Unless, of course, BitChute works. If, if BitChute is a good place to, um, to upload my videos to, then I'm all set. But anyhow, I was thinking that instead of talking about Joe Biden stealing the, the presidency, um, uh, how about if I, if I call Joe Biden Richard Nixon? And, uh, of course, uh, Donald Trump would be Daryl Ford. But it'd be like, the immigrant people have to know their, their president is not a crook. You know, I did not steal the election. You know, and... and yeah, I, I, I think that would work, you know. It wasn't me, uh, and it wasn't the plumbers either. No, no, it was. It was the carpenters. That's right. Oh, that Karen Carpenter. She helped me win Minnesota. Oh, oh, she was so good. <laughs> so anyhow, I could put like Nixon in there and and Ford, and and then those. You know, I'll edit it just right so it passes at um at youtube and then when i post it up on uh on um tuso.org which is at godaddy by the way but you don't need to know that just hit tuso t u s o e which stands for the united states of empire uh, abbreviation for my book my first book little plug there and um uh, you'll find all my my stuff, but I'll, I'll I'll put the code in there. You know, Richard Nixon actually means Joe Biden. Oh, that'll that, if, if the liberals found out that I was comparing uh, Biden to Nixon, oh, they'd have a heart attack. That'd be great. And of course, uh, you know, Donald Trump would be the affable, uh, hapless Gerald Ford. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just got to get by the censors at YouTube. <laughs> so. But it's incredible. We're dealing with censorship. We're dealing with, with people getting debanked, losing your money. Uh, you know, the, the government can shut down your bank account anytime they want, you know. And try getting your money back. Good luck with that. First of all, who do you complain to? And how much is it going to cost you to hire out lawyers to go get your money? That's why gold, silver, cash uh, are good things to have. Vintage cars. Or really any car that doesn't have the kill switch in it, you know, so the government can't stop you from driving somewhere, you know. If you need to escape New England because all of New England goes communist, gee, we're all blue states. Um, uh, okay, New Hampshire is is purple, but every other state in New and Maine, Maine is kind of purplish too. But every other state in New England is deep, deep blue. And then once you get out of New England, you still have to get through uh, New York. I'm talking about driving, that is. <laughs> Forget about trying to escape New England, uh, you know, because they've gone commie if you're going to try to fly out. Now, if you have a boat, that's a completely different thing. Do I have a call? No. Forgot. Forgot to cancel that out. Um, if you have a boat, that's a completely different thing. I mean, this is the ocean state, and you could easily um, get out of New England fast by 
jumping on a boat. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't have a boat. I'm not a sailor. Although, it would be worth learning how to uh, sail a boat, huh? Or get a motorboat. Anyhow, how to get off onto that tangent. Oh, that's right. Banking, getting out of New England, going to a, a free red state. Um, because the government, can, they can make life miserable for you. Just look at what's happening with those truckers in, in Ottawa. Um, yeah, there's a simple solution for the government. The government could end the mandates. Because if you look at the science, the science is showing that COVID is over with. And it never was more than a cold or a flu. It's it's just we Americans have lost our independence. And um, the Canadians are showing, showing the way back to becoming independent. But now <laughs> the government up there is cracking down on, on uh, the truckers. They're going to be arresting them, you know, towing their trucks in mass, which is going to be a hard thing for them to do because a lot of the tow companies are, are not cooperating. And if anyone from Canada is listening, there's an easy way out if you don't want to tow any of those trucks. Do what Trudeau did. Just say you've got COVID and you've got to isolate for the next two weeks. Uh, I, I, I'd love to tow those trucks for you, uh, officer, but I've got COVID. I've got to stay at home for the next two weeks. <laughs> what are they going to say to that? <laughs> are they going to force somebody with COVID to uh, uh, to go and, uh, you know, drive their truck, go out and, and meet and greet other people? Oh, <laughs> They would be breaking the COVID laws. So, this is incredible. What they call this? Justin Trudeau just invoked the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canada's history. The law doesn't override the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Canada's counterpart to the, to the Bill of Rights. But it does give the prime minister expanded authority to restrict demonstrations, freeze funds, reinforce local authorities with national agencies. And boy, if you saw the pictures out of Ottawa, uh, they've got, uh, you know, brown shirts. Actually, they're, they're black shirts. They've got their faces covered with ski masks. I, I know it's cold up there. But uh, it, uh, very convenient to hide your, um, you know, who you are, to, to hide behind the mask of a ski mask and hide behind the mask of authority. Just end the mandates. Because... Justin Trudeau is not actually calling the shots there. It's Klaus Schwab. And maybe next week I'll have, um, have the recording of Klaus Schwab bragging about how uh, Justin Trudeau and half of Trudeau's cabinet uh, went through his World Economic Forum uh, classes on, on how to be a good globalist and how, how to to surrender your country to to global corporations to uh, to <laughs> the uh, grandson of a Nazi Klaus Schwab and in fact the um, the second in command there under Trudeau uh, Christina Freeland she's the granddaughter of a Nazi her great-grandfather, uh, he, he was the propaganda minister in Poland and Ukraine and uh, other eastern uh, states in, uh, in the Fourth Reich. And I know that just because your, your grandfather did something that was evil doesn't make you evil. Uh, I get that. 
But sometimes traits go through family lines. Authoritarian traits, a desire to control other people. You know, um, it's incredible. It's incredible how these Nazis are popping up. And they call us Nazis. Like Trudeau keeps on saying, oh, those Nazis, those Nazis, they, they fly swastikas in their, uh, at their rallies. There were one or two pictures of Justin Trudeau wearing a Nazi uniform and swastikas on it. They were making a point that Trudeau is the fascist. Not the, the truckers in the Freedom Convoy. But um, boy, oh boy, life is very interesting. And I want to get into the, the stuff going on in Ukraine. And um, I've, got a, I've got a feel-good story for the end of the show. <laughs> It'll be a kicker, as they call it in the, in the journalism business. Oh! And when I come back, I'll be playing uh, the bit from uh, from Uncle Joe. But right now, let's take a little break here, and we shall be back for more. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. <laughs>
Okay, I'm back. And boy, do we have some stuff, but uh, back after more stuff. Looks like there's a caller, so let's see what's on his mind. And go ahead, caller. What, what are you thinking about? Hey, Jim. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I heard you on, on Paul's show last night. Oh, yes, yes. Paul. Paul Mabel. Good guy. Good yep, guy. Yep. So what do you think uh, about, you know, uh, about Ukraine? Well, I'm more concerned about Joe Biden's State of the Union address on March 1st because I know he's just going to stand there squinting at the teleprompter and, uh, you know, after he mumbles a few words, he'll just... It depends on, on how much pervitin they give him. <laughs> yes. You know what pervitin I, was? Yeah, I don't or know. Is, what I, it, it's, it's like meth. The Germans discovered it for World War II. Uh, oh, okay. That, that's why the government wants to give out so much crack pipes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Him and Bunt, uh, Hunter will, will uh, uh, light up. Yeah, Don't right. bullgore that stuff. <laughs> yeah, then, 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 then once, um, uh, then, then once uh, Biden uh, is done with his uh, mangling of his words, they'll just ask him, call him off the podium and send him back to his basement and give him all the ice cream he wants. <laughs> But I you should, know play, what I should of, play that song. I want to be sedated by the, um, <laughs> um, uh, who the yeah. Ramones. <laughs> That's a go. great song for uh, for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But let me tell you the state of my union, Joe. Or let's go, Brandon. Hey, you know what? You were mentioning about uh, putting Nixon and replacing that with, with Joe. Yes. Just use Brandon. Everybody's know who Brandon is. Yeah, but I can't do the the, the jowl, jowl shake. Uh, president, it's not a crook. <laughs> you should see well, me right you now. don't do that very well. <laughs> you don't do that very well either. I'm not rich, little. <laughs> uh, maybe a little. Maybe a little. Well, here's, here's the state of my union, okay? Okay, make it quick. I, I okay, got stuff right. to get to. Well, my rent went up 100 bucks during the last month, and I'm not on in subsidized housing. I pay full rent. Okay, so yeah. that's out of, that's okay. I checked uh, the grocery. I did a snapshot of, I bought from the Stop and Shop late June, uh, late December, I should say. Yep. Pulled up the invoice of my last order. And then I, just for just for the hell of it, I went on, I went into my cart, refilled my cart with the exact same last order. The last order I made in Dece late December was fifty three. No, I'm sorry, thirty three, thirty eight. Yep, good price. Okay, when I, okay, that's good price. It is, and that's what the it used to be. Yeah. But when I checked after I put all that stuff in my cart, it was. Fifty three seventy eight over twenty dollar increase. Twenty dollars. That's two thirds. Yeah. That <laughs> that's a two thirds increase. That's right. And that's what we're facing right now. Wow. I mean, we, and, and all the social <laughs> and all of your retirees and people on Social Security got a whopping five point nine percent cost of living adjustment quickly swallowed in February by a seven point five increase in inflation. So what's Joe going to say when he gets up there with his build back better bullshit? Mm, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I almost pulled a Paul Mangle there. Uh, you know, what, what is big? What is bad? Uh, I'm sorry. What is build back better? What is, what is what are you building back better, Joe? What are you building back better? He's going he's, he's to give us a wang bang uh, uh, war that, that that's going to yeah. occupy yeah. our minds and take all of our minds off of our miseries at, at, yeah. at, as yeah. we have dead soldiers coming back. Yeah, and, and, and you think gas prices are bad now? Because uh, the price of crude oil is over ninety dollars a barrel. We get it over hundred easily. Oh, ask you with a contract. Conflict with Russia, absolutely. Can you say five five dollars a gallon at at the pump? If, if 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 not more. Yep. If not more. So isn't that? Don't you love it, uh, Jim? Isn't this better? Isn't this bigger and badder? And you know, I mean, you we've got to get the, we've got to get those. I did that sticker with with um, with Brandon on it, yeah. and you put it on the gas pump. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what's even sadder? You can't get a damn straw. At a restaurant, okay, unless you beg for one, 
But you can walk over to a welfare office and get a crack pipe. Isn't there something wrong with that? I don't see any problem with that. <laughs> oh, you don't. Well, I well, need my crack. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, you know with, with this, Hunter Biden doesn't get any kickbacks on the on the straws, but he does on the crack pipes. So. I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> It's signed by Hunter. <laughs> it's a Hunter crack. There you go. It's, got the, it's got the seal of the President of the United States right on the bowl. There you go. So you, I, so you I, I got to go. <laughs> you can smoke like the President. All right, talk to you later, Jim. Okay, have a great night. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so I need to shut that down. Flip that. And, okay, let's... Uh, Get serious here for a moment and go up here. AU20, there it is. Biden delivers remarks on Ukraine. Let's uh, hear from Uncle Joe. 77 years ago, our people fought and sacrificed side by side to end the worst war in history. World War II was a war of necessity. But if Russia attacks Ukraine, it would be a war of choice or a war without cause or reason. I say these things not to provoke, but to speak the truth, because the truth matters. Accountability matters. If Russia does invade in the days and weeks ahead, the human cost for Ukraine will be immense. And the strategic cost for Russia will also be immense. If Russia attacks Ukraine, it'll be met with overwhelming international condemnation. The world will not forget that Russia chose needless death and destruction. Invading Ukraine will prove to be a self-inflicted wound. The United States and our allies and partners will respond decisively. The West is united and galvanized. Today, our NATO allies and the alliance is as unified and determined as it has ever been. And the source of our unbreakable strength continues to be the power, resilience, and universal appeal of our shared democratic values. Because this is about more than just Russia and Ukraine. It's about standing for what we believe in, for the future we want for our world, for liberty, for liberty, the right of countless countries to choose their own destiny, and the right of people to determine their own futures. Or the principle that a country can't change its neighbor's borders by force. That's our vision. And toward that end, I'm confident that vision, that freedom, will prevail. If Russia proceeds, we will rally the world to oppose its aggression. Okay, so that's Uncle Joe there. There is so much wrong with uh, what he was talking about. Uh, first of all, he was talking about if if Russia chooses to uh, to get involved in this war, um, Russia has made it very clear. Putin has made it very clear. Just like John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, had said about Cuba that Kennedy was willing to go to war to prevent. Russia from putting missiles in Cuba. And he convinced Khrushchev that he would go to war over it, and Khrushchev backed down. I believe I talked about that last week. Ukraine is closer than Cuba is. Cuba's about 80 miles off of the coast of Florida, and a lot further away from, from Texas and the mainland parts of of uh, the United States. But we were willing to go to war if, if uh, Russia put their missiles down there in Cuba. Putin is making the same claim that Ukraine is way too close for their security concerns. They do not want Ukraine to uh, join NATO because that would mean that that NATO would uh, would be right next door, not even a mile away, and NATO would be able to put all sorts of arms in there, and it would be a threat. Because why does NATO exist? Well, it was started to counteract 
the Soviet Union and to stop them from going any further into um, uh, Western Europe. Well, <laughs> we're not talking about Western Europe anymore. We're talking about we're talking about Eastern Europe. We're talking about Ukraine, which historically has been a part of Russia, not the Soviet Union. I said Russia. It's been part of Russia since uh, Catherine the Great sat on the throne. I don't even think she was a Romanov, was she? Uh, she might have been because the Romanovs were there for 300 years, 1600s. I'm not sure, exactly sure. Yeah, yeah, she must have been a Romanov. But anyhow, Ukraine has been a part of Russia for eons. Russia got started between Kiev and Moscow. I, I mean, with Kiev and Moscow. The, the link between those two cities were the basis of of Russia. Moscow came in and saved Kiev from the Muslims, uh, um, uh, from the Mongols. Um, so they've been, <laughs> it's like what Massachusetts is to the, the original 13 colonies. You know, it's like what Massachusetts is to Washington, Kiev is to Moscow. And the further east you go, uh, more so. I've got an article here that's talking about the two provinces that uh, that's where, where there's been an ongoing war. And there was um, some flashpoints this morning. There was some heavy artillery that was traded there. And every time you hear the United States say that, that it's Russia that wants the war. No, 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 no. It's NATO that wants the war. NATO wants to destroy uh, Russia and bring it into the global compact. Uh, let's see. Russian lawmakers on Tuesday will consider two alternative resolutions calling for the formal recognition of the two separatist entities in eastern Ukraine's Donbass region. Uh, bring them in as independent co uh, countries, a show of support that could also provide a basis for Russian military intervention. By the way, the people in the eastern part of, of uh, Ukraine are highly, um, highly Russian. I mean, they're mainly Russians, what I want to say. And they want to be a part of, of Russia. And the Ukraine has been a basket case of democracy for, <laughs> since the Soviet Union broke up and Ukraine declared its independence. Because the Western half has kind of wanted to um, want to be in Europe, and the eastern half wanted to stay with Russia. And these two eastern parts, of, let me see what the names of them are. I thought I had it highlighted here. Uh, hmm. Well, it's not in this article. But in the eastern part, they want to reunite with, with Moscow. Because they're getting beat up by uh, the by the Western Ukrainians, who kind of have a a penchant, uh, they kind of have a liking for fascism. <laughs> yeah, the the Nazis um, really held sway in the western part of Ukraine. They really got into that, um, you know, the, the the Nazi stuff and getting rid of the Jews. Um, oh, and there was another thing. When I was looking at Ukraine, uh, it, when you're talking about a place that you've, you don't know of, you've hardly ever looked at on a map, it's good to know where it is. It's, it borders Poland. It borders uh, what used to be Czechoslovakia. I'll come back to that in a minute. It borders Romania, Moldavia. And it borders Russia. Uh, I think it has, and it borders Belarus as well. 
Uh, so it's right in the center of, of Europe. And um, there was an interesting thing when I looked at, at that map. When I looked at the atlas, because I'm just a history geek, and I like to know where a place is when, when you're you know, talking about it, thinking about it. But if you remember the, the country of Czechoslovakia, you know, the place where, where Hitler invaded because he wanted the German part of Czechoslovakia, the, the western part, um, the eastern part was more Slavic. That's why they call themselves uh, the, the, the Slavic Republic. Anyhow, after the breakup of the Soviet Union, Czechoslovakia broke up into two countries, uh, the Czech Republic and the, the uh, Slovakia go, um, government. And um, that, <laughs> they had no problem with the breakup. They are both uh, countries in Europe. And as far as I know, there's been no fighting between them. They just broke up and went their, their separate ways. The Slo- Slovak Republic, that's what they call themselves. Um, anyhow, that would be a perfect solution for Ukraine because, like I said, <laughs> there's an article I started to, to read from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, there, there was an election, and I'm not going to go through all the names. It's like Yukonovich and, and Boisovacevich. Um, but th- there was an election going on, and there's this one guy, he was, he was pro-Moscow and pro-Eastern Ukrainian, but he, he polled pretty well throughout the rest of the country as well. He got poisoned, and it was highly suspected that it was, uh, it, it was somebody from the Secret Service of the Ukrainian Secret Service had poisoned him. <laughs> Somebody from the west of Ukraine had poisoned this guy to try to take him out of the election. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, the western Ukraines have um, learned plenty of tricks from uh, from Russia, you know, going way back when. And they they've had very contentious elections. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. There was an election that was very, very close. Uh, this one guy, Yankovic, or whatever his name was, beats out this this uh, woman, uh, Lasinto, or whatever her name was. And Lasinto and her her allies were so annoyed at the at the outcome of the election. That they refused to go to the inauguration. You ever hear of something like that? Uh, that would never happen here in the United States. Oh, oh, wait a minute. It did when Trump got elected. And he beat a woman. Uh, what was her name? Hillary or something. And um, the Democrat refused to go to the inauguration. Because they doubted the election. <gasps> How about that? They disputed the election. Oh. But nobody thought of, uh, of canceling them off of uh, YouTube or uh, Twitter uh, or whatever. Yeah. So all this sort of stuff. I mean, I got through a couple of pages. I've, I've got about another 20 to read. And... Ukraine is a mess. And there's another thing that, that we've got to be aware of. The West has been using the Ukraine as their piggy bank. Remember the thing about the laptop? Hunter Biden's laptop? Yeah, yeah. It, it proved that he was on the take at Burisma. And Burisma was a gas-producing uh, company in, oh, what, what country was that? Uh, was it Bolivia? No, no, that's where he gets his cocaine from. Um, uh, is that Mexico? No, no, he gets his weed from there. 
It was the Ukraine. Ukraine was paying about $80,000 a month just for using his name or using his father's name. And then I think it's the current president there in uh, in Ukraine. He was investigating Burisma. Uh, he wanted to clean the, the country up because it is very corrupt. They need to get rid of of the corruption so that they can have decent business run there. And Joe Biden is on videotape. I'll have to get that as well just so I can play it and prove that that um, he threatened uh, to withhold a billion dollars, a billion with a B, of foreign aid to uh, to the Ukraine unless they stopped the investigation. Because if they investigated Burisma, they would have been investigating Hunter Biden and it would be investigating Joe Biden as well. Because if you investigate Hunter, you're going to find out what he's doing with all that money and who's on the receiving end of that money, Joe Biden. So... There is so much. This Ukrainian thing is so deep. That's another reason why NATO wants to make sure that that Ukraine stays in the European globalist orbit. They don't want any of this dirt getting out. Yeah, Ukraine's dirty. Joe Biden is dirty. This war, NATO is pushing this war, not Putin. Putin doesn't need this war. NATO needs this war. NATO wants to break Russia. So, anyhow, I'm going to lighten it up towards the end here because there's there's a really neat story here. I mean, it's kind of sad because... It's the passing of one of the people from the greatest generation. A guy by the name of Gail Haverson. Ever hear of him? He's a hero that nobody knows. He, <laughs> the, the job that he did was fantastic, I tell you. I wrote about him in my book, The United States of Empire, Passing the Mantle from the United Kingdom to the United States. And what did he do that was so important? Well, he was known as the Candy Bomber. Candy Bomber is anything like the Candy Man? Candy Man can because he sprinkles it with love and all that sort of stuff. You don't want me to sing. So anyhow, he was in the Air Force. Uh, started out as as a bombardier. Um, where did he start out? Started out as a fighter pilot. And then he served as a transport pilot in the South Atlantic during World War II before f- flying food and other supplies to West Berlin as part of the, the airlift. This is the airlift into uh, Berlin uh, after um, the Soviet Union, after Joe Stalin had shut down Berlin. Because it was an international city, but it, it was like an island within Um, the Soviet Union's section of uh, Germany after it had been uh, broken up. Uh, This is after World War II. So anyhow, so Berlin is isolated and there's only one road going into Berlin and one train track and um, coming coming from the west. And Stalin had shut that off. He wanted to starve Berlin uh, to death. And the Allies were having none of that. Uh, Harry Truman decided that they were going to do an airlift to bring food to um, uh, to the people in Berlin. And, uh, you know, so did, um, um, so did England. Uh, Churchill wasn't there at the time they started this. Anyhow, so they start flying uh, food and coal in there so that the city can survive through the winter. It was a tremendous uh, job of flying aircraft in there, but I've got three minutes, so I've got to make this fast. Anyhow, 
his his attitude at first was, you know, was bad towards the the Germans because they were just the enemy a year before. Now uh, we're helping them until he saw a group of kids um, near the airport, and he gave um, he gave them uh, you know two sticks of gum. He, he ripped it apart and gave it to the kids, and then the kids shared the gum as best as they could. I mean, some, some of the kids were even satisfied just sniffing the, the gum wrapper and, and licking, you know, like the sugar off of the, the gum wrapper, and it just touched his heart. So he promised these kids that he was going to drop um, uh, candy to them, and he did. So he would drop little parachutes. Basically, they were his handkerchiefs tied around some candy, and he'd drop them out, and uh, you know the kids would would gather there, and uh, he would wiggle his wings. They started calling him um, uh, Uncle uh, Wiggly Wings, or in German it was uh, Uncle Wackelflugel, or the the Skolagnen, uh Flieger, which is the chocolate flyer, and. You know, so he would drop his the, the the candy bombs out, and day after day, the there'd be more and more kids showing up all the time until there was a huge crowd there, and oh, I'm down to one minute. Anyhow, it got found out that that he was doing this, and he thought he was in trouble, and, and his commanding officer called him in, and he said, you know, what what are you doing, Havelson? And uh, Havelson said, do my job. And uh, then he, he fesses up and he says, keep it up, keep doing it, but next time keep me informed. So everyone started dropping candy out to these kids. And it, it was just such a, a feel-good thing at the end of the war. And, oh, I wish I could I had time to grab my book and show you what I wrote about it. But the, the four horsemen of death and destruction became angels of mercy. So anyhow, this has been Dunn's Deal. And have a good weekend. Hopefully we're not at war when I come back next week, but we shall find out. You never know what Uncle Joe's going to do. Have a great night. God bless. Talk to you later. This is a Dunn's Deal. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in Friday evenings at 6.05 for Jim's perspective on the issues of the week. You're listening to WNRI Woonsocket.